Hello Hudson, Miss Stein here. I'm going to carry on reading The Wolf Wilder today. If you remember last time, um, Theo and Ilium the Wolves were caught in a fierce storm and a boy sort of appeared out of nowhere. He's called Alexa, Alexi, sorry, and um, he's offered them some shelter in his sister's home. Let's read on and find out what happens. Alexi was knocking at the door and, as Theo approached, it was opened by a young woman. She wore a baby on one hip and a hunting rifle on the other. "'Who?' she said to Alexi, nodding at Theo, who still clutched white in her arms. Theo tried to smile charmingly. She suspected it came more, uh, more desperate than she'd intended. "'I don't know. I found them inside some kind of snow castle. I like their faces. Come on, they need to be near the fire.' The woman looked into Theo's eyes, into Ilya's. She sighed. "'Come in.' She raised an eyebrow as Theo pulled white past her, but said nothing. Her face was very like Alexi's. Theo saw the same beautiful high bones and sharp edges, but older, and it was muted where Alexi's sparkled. Inside was blissfully warm, and the wind, though not silent, was infinitely softer. Theo scraped the snow off her eyelids and looked around. There was furniture piled in the corners, some of it burnt in patches and smelling of charred wood, but beautifully made. A pot of water hung on an iron hook over the fireplace. The fireplace itself was big enough to stand up in, and Alexi dropped the jackdaw next to the flames. Theo felt her whole body prickle as it came alive in the heat. It smelt safe in here, and soft. Alexi grinned at them and pushed them boldly closer to the fire. Ilya began unlacing his boots. There, said Alexi said. Now we can talk properly. It's best not to talk too much in a storm. The snow gets into your throat. Once my uncle's tonsils froze and snapped off. Honest to God. Alexi, said the woman, but she smiled. Alexi laughed at his noiseless laugh. What are your names? This is Sasha, my big sister. As he spoke, a slab of snow flopped off the front of Ilya's uniform and onto the floor. Under it was his jacket in boiled grey wool, the leather strap across the chest, the gold buttons. Sasha's face went suddenly slack with horror. Alexei, what have you done? She fumbled with her gun, struggling to cock it with her baby in her arms. What? I've done nothing! Alexei looked suddenly younger and more like a schoolboy. Theo stared, bewildered from one to the other. You brought a soldier home. You brought death home for dinner. No, said Ilya, I'm not one of them. He had been laughing at Alexei and his laugh was still in his face but frozen into misery. Get out, get away from my child. I wouldn't ever, nobody would. I mean, you've got a baby, he stopped. Leave, said the woman. I swore I would burn the next soldier I saw. Ilya kept shaking his head, but before Theo could stop him, he had turned and headed for the door. Two tears were skimming down towards his chin. No, but look, said Theo, and she ran to him and spun him round to the face to face the woman and scraped his icy hair back off his forehead so the woman could see the cleverness of his mouth and the goodness in his eyes. See, look at his face. He was training to be a soldier, but now, now, she thought, he's in the pack. He's learning to be wild. They're not dangerous, Sasha, said Alexei, though he was flushing. I told them they could come. come. I said you wouldn't mind. My father made me, he said. I had to be a cadet or a beggar. He lied and told them I was 15, said Ilya. I actually wanted to be a... But then he jibbed and bit his lips shut. No, the woman did not put the gun down. Alexei, after everything...
Theo took hold of the woman's elbow with both hands. Please, a man, General Mikhail Rakoff, is looking for me and I need help. She needed someone, someone older, who knew facts about the world and not just guesses, to tell her it would be all right. Please. General Rakoff? Yes, he's taken Mama to prison, even though she didn't do anything at all. He's coming for me now. It sounded so melodramatic to say that it, she winced and gave an awkward grin. Probably. The woman stared at them, a long, sad look. She put down the gun, but kept the baby. Give me your cloaks, then. Theo saw the dark patches under the woman's eyes reached halfway down her face. Come on, don't look so worried. I'll give them back. They need drying. Thank you. Ilya's voice clashed with Theo's. Thank you so much. They unhooked their cloaks and stood shoulder to shoulder, looking up at the woman. Tell me what happened. We were going to St. Petersburg, said Theo, which wasn't exactly an answer. She reminded herself to tell as little as she could. She hoped Ilya would do the same. If not, she might have to tread on him a little bit. Theo went on. We'll go as soon as the snow calms down, she whispered to Ilya. Let's stay near the door, just in case. And louder. Come, sit here, White. Everyone should sit, said Alexei. We've got no chairs, but that's best quality Russian dirt floor. You're wasting it by standing on it. Theo sat, and White leaned against her shoulder. Her breath was rough. Theo stroked her and helped <clears throat> her lie as comfortably as she could on her uninjured side. What happened to your dog? said the woman. Rakoff, said Theo. Not the first time, but the second. It's quite complicated, but basically Rakoff happened. What happened here? Alexei put his hands in the tip of the flames to warm them. He smiled a half-smile. Rakoff happened. Not personally, of course. He swivelled in his position and set his elbows in the flames. He sent a dozen men. They rounded us up. They said we had a choice. We could run or be shot. What? said Theo. Ilya only groaned. Most people ran to the next village. Sasha couldn't. Her husband's away and Vavava has a fever. I helped them hide. Our grandfather used to keep horses here. It was my fault, sort of my fault, that they came at all. Why? said Theo, just as Ilya said. Was anyone hurt? Ilya edged closer to Theo and she put her arms around him, shielding the sight of his buttons from the woman and baby. Yes, hurts, but nobody was killed this time, except some animals. Eleven cats, a horse. They shot the horse, burnt the cats. Burnt the cats, said Theo. She swore the worst words she could think of. Ilya nodded. That makes sense. Everyone turned to stare at him. Do you want to elaborate on that statement? said Sasha. They used to say at the camp that he likes fires. He says nothing scares humans more than to see things they love burn. There used to be a store here, said Alexei. It had a dozen sacks of sugar. When they burnt the store, it turned into toffee. It's the only thing that didn't turn to ash. So we've been eating that. You'd be amazed at how quickly you get tired of it. Sasha smiled. Her smile was two parts exhaustion, one part sadness. When was it? asked Theo. Two days ago. There was a long and meaty silence. Can I hold the baby? asked Theo. It seemed a good way to change the subject. She had never met a baby properly. It was surprisingly heavy and the hell head lolled around alarmingly, but it was warm to touch. Its hair was soft as wolf fur. Hello, she said. Hello, pup. She rubbed her nose against the baby's. 
Sasha, watching, flinched a little, but did not move. The noise that came from the baby was not a howl, but a mew, the sound of a small person deciding whether to cry. It was also, coincidentally, the sound of a newborn wolf pup. Theo felt the wolf pup jerk into wakefulness inside his, her shirt. There was a scrambling. She winced as one of its claws got stuck in her skin. Then the nose of the wolf pup appeared under her chin. The baby mewed again. The pup mewed back. This is my other dog, she said, indicating the wet snout. Sasha looked from her baby to the pup and back again. Fia said, he'll be good, I promise. He's got no teeth yet, so he can't bite. And he won't pee on the baby or anything, probably. The puff pup sniffed the air, making the bubbling noises in his chest that were the closest he could get to growls. Then he caught sight of the baby and gave out three tiny yaps of horror. Theo laughed. She sat the baby in her lap, propped against her stomach, and scooped up the, up the pup. It's just a baby, Labushka, she said. A human one, see? Hush, please. We're guests. She set the pup in front of the baby. They sniffed each other. Then the pup licked the baby's bare feet. The baby squealed gleefully. It was the best noise Theo had heard for what felt like a very long time. She bent so her hair fanned over both the babies and sang to them in a whisper. Sasha watched, unsmiling but uncomplaining. He's quite clean, said Theo. No ticks or fleas, I would know. He's been living mostly in my shirt. See, no bites. She lifted her shirt to show them her stomach, bite free. She pointed at the baby. Is it old enough to eat? Then she realised how that sounded and blushed. To eat food, I mean, not to be eaten. She, said the woman. Her name's Vavara. Yes, she would be, but I keep her on milk for now. There's not much food around. There is a look that people get when they have not eaten for a few days. A tightness in the jaw and eyes. Theo knew the look. She had seen it in the travellers passing the house. It's not a look you can forget. What do babies eat? asked Ilya. Bread in milk, said Sasha. Fruit. I have some bread, said Theo, and some apples. If we roasted them and mushed them up, that would, would that be too rich for the baby, I mean? No, said Sasha for the first time. She smiled properly. She put her hand on her head as if dizzy. That would be good. Could we swap you for some milk? For the pup, just a teaspoonful. Yes, yes. I, of course. Here then, said Theo. Theo upturned her pack. Six apples. If we put them straight into your kettle, they could be apple stew. Mama makes it at Easter. There's a tiny bit of cheese too. Cheese and apples are good together. The taste of supper, summer and chocolate. That must have been here since the autumn. It might taste a bit sackly. You shouldn't, child, says Shasha. But she looked suddenly sweeter and younger. Yes, she should, said Alexei. Yes, exactly. Yes, I should, said Theo. It's what animals do. They feed the pack. Ilya was making a face. He knelt and put his mouth too close to Theo's ear and whispered wetly. We need to save some. You don't know how long it'll be before we next get food. Theo's face burnt hot. It can be inexplicably embarrassing to be caught mid-generosity. We'll be fine, she changed the subject. Why did the soldiers come? It wasn't anything to do with me, was it? With you? No. Why would that? Why would it be? Alexei began sharpening a knife, occasionally stabbing it at the apples bubbling in the boiling water. I need it sharp. For next time they come, he said. They burnt my shoes and my books. I tried to stop them, the books especially. I know they don't like you reading, Marks, but I hadn't finished it. I've been told the ending's the best bit. 
It's inhuman to take your books away before you know the end. Why then? Were they? She tried to sound as a, as an adult as, as adult as she could. Drunk? Nothing like that. Bless you, said Sasha. It was because our young Alexei is an agitator. Really? Are you sure? Theo had heard of agitators and then seen prints of them. They were like crocodiles, but with longer snouts. That just seems so unlikely. An agitator is a person who acts against the Tsar, said Ilya, as if reciting. They are the enemies of the government. I read that somewhere. Oh, like they said about Mama. That makes me one too, Theo thought, but she did not say it. Yes, said Alexei. He stabbed at the apples in the pot. And I'm proud of it. The Tsar may not be cruel, but he's stupid. Stupid in the heart, which is the worst place to be stupid. I read about it. It's a failure of intelligence and of governance. Governance, said Ilya, nodding wisely. He shifted to sit an inch closer to Alexei. Good at all, Alexei thumped him on the back. Ilya turned red to match Fio's cloak. Exactly. We've got to change things. Alexei broke off a bit of cheese and fed a crumb to the baby. If we can just... Sasha laughed and took the cheese off Alexei. No politics. At home, said Theo, if Mama has travellers for dinner and they start talking about the Tsar, I'm allowed to say forfeit and get down from the table. It matters, though, said Alexei. It's not politics, it's life. It's more likely to be death, said Sasha. Stop it, just for now, Alexei. Remember, you promised to stop once the soldiers came. Have pity on your poor big sister. I'd like you to reach your 16th birthday, unarrested, please. Alexei ignored her. He lay back until his hair was almost in the fire and talked about serfs and revolutions and the persecution of the Jews and a man called Marx until Theo's ears buzzed. He talked at twice the pace of anyone Theo had met and tugged at his hair until it cracked with electricity. He talked over Ilya's interjections, over the babies giggling in a pile with a pup and as the storm grew louder, he talked harder and faster than the wind. It was dizzying. Suddenly, abruptly, he stopped, grinning and breathing as if he'd run a race. He sniffed. Those apples smell done, don't they, Sasha? Sasha smiled, shaking her head at him and reached down some bowls from the mantelpiece. Food, he said. It's the only thing more important than justice. We ate a big lunch, lied Theo. We only need a little bit. The apples were sweet and hot. Sasha produced some slabs of the burnt sugar and they used them to spoon up the pulp. Theo ate hers too quickly and spent the next ten minutes picking the pe- and peeling skin off the roof of her mouth. She shared out the bread and she, she and Ilya made sandwiches with lumps of cheese softened over the fire. The taste was spectacular after eating nothing but snow. She shook White awake and held out half her sandwich. White had always loved cheese and as the wolf chewed it seemed to get her, give her courage. Cheese often does. White approached Alexei and sniffed his feet. The boy stiffened. Does he bite? She? I don't actually know, said Fee honestly. She'd never met so many strangers at one time before. White was not growling. She looked warm and tired. No, probably. White's tongue came out. Alexei gasped as it reached his ankles. Then White began to lick Alexei's toes. That tickles, he said. But as he kept his feet still and the expression on his face was respectful, Fee thought. She grinned at him. That blood there, is she all right? I don't know. Theo chewed on the inside of her mouth. I think not really, but I'm not sure what to do. Do you have bandages, asked Sasha. 
We don't, said Ilya, just our socks. No, keep your socks, said Shasha. She was watching from one chair in, in the place, balancing the bundle of pup on, and baby on her lap. The pup held the baby's hand in his jaws and was drooling lovingly. You'll need them. Socks are a key ingredient for adventures. How do you know where... I just do. But you could clean around the wound, at least. Alexei, my towel's over there. Use that. Theo's cloak was steaming in front of the fire. The smell, more than the sight of it, sparkled an idea. Would it work if we cut the hem off my cloak? I know bandages aren't supposed to be made of velvet, but it would be better than nothing, wouldn't it? Tending to White's bullet wounds took the best part of an hour. She lay still while the three of them swabbed ice and bark and dirt from her side. Once or twice the wolf growled, and each time Ilya and Alexei leapt backwards, knocking heads. Theo tied the knots. Her hands knew how to read the twitching of the wolf's muscles, when to pull tighter, when to loosen. When they had finished, White's back half was entirely encased in red velvet, and she was much steadier on her feet. That looks a good job, said Sasha. You've got old hands for someone so young. Theo did not at that moment feel very young, but she grinned. The warmth was prodding her brain back to life. Could we do the same for Alexei to make him some shoes? Yes, said Alexei, can you? Sasha smiled but shook her head. They'd need to be waterproof. Ilya cleared his throat. Have you got any cooking oil? A few spoonfuls in a jar somewhere, I think, said Sasha. Most of it burnt. And soap? I've got a bit, said Alexei. I can skip washing. Nobody really needs baths in the winter. Why? Well, said Ilya, if you mix oil and soap and ashes, you get a waterproof mixture. And, in answer to Theo's startled face, I read a story once where the hero makes a cloak out of it. We could coat some strips of velvet with that and weave them triple thick. It would be better than nothing. The shoes took even longer than the bandage, partly because Alexei was not good at sitting still while they wrapped the cloth around his feet. But when they had finished, the effect was spectacular. They looked, Theo thought, like enormous blackish-red slippers. Alexei did a moonlit lap of the house to test them and came back grinning. Water tight, he said. He slapped first Theo and then Ilya on the back. One point to us, no points to Rakoff. Nobody changed their clothes for bed. Nobody had clothes to change into. Sasha brushed Vivara's tuft of hair and then Theo's. Theo plaited it, wound it around her head and held it in place with her knife, safely in its scabbard. Very nice. In St. Petersburg, they would call that a fashion statement, says Sasha. Ilya laughed. The statement is, this person is probably going to kill you. The baby cried a little when she was placed in her cot. It was made of a drawer, with, well nested with furs. Alexei stopped talking about the Tsar again f long enough to sing. He sang old Russian peasant songs in a voice that made Theo think of mountains. Ilya listened with his chin on his knees and his eyes screwed tightly closed. It wasn't as far as Theo could see... He wasn't as far as Theo could see breathing. Theo lay, lay awake, twisting under her blanket, for hours after the snores of the two boys had filled the house. The wind had stopped and the snow outside looked soft and familiar. She took the thick blanket Sasha had given her, the last of the stewed apples of a burning branch from the fire, and sh she filled her hood with firewood. Black was waiting exactly where she had left him. A few metres away, Grey lay unmoving, watching the road and the north. Theo piled branches on the ground, lit them with the taper. Black was aloof at first, but once Theo gave him the apple sauce and rubbed both walls down with the blanket, he unbent enough to give her near bites and to chew on her hair. Theo rolled herself in the blanket and lay with her face inches from the cinders. Black pl 
paste over to her and lay down across her legs. And there is no warmer blanket than a wolf. From her fire, a smell rose up. Flames burning night air mixed with frost and the wolf's familiar earthy smell. It was like breathing in hope. Fia lay awake for as long as she could and it was to the song of flames and of black's breath that she at last fell asleep. <laughs>